0: The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome to the Arise to Success show, where we aim to highlight inspiring individuals and their journeys to success. I'm your host on this show. My name is Jihad. About the show, dear listeners, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send them an 0779-481822. So our guest today is Aisha Nadim, who is a passionate mum of two and a physiotherapist by profession. She runs an MSK and Women's Health Pelvic Floor Clinic in Luton. Aisha has eight years of experience in her field as an MSK physiotherapist. Five of them were in Dubai. Aisha became interested in women's health, pelvic floor physiotherapy, rehab after she became a mom herself. It was still an it was it was still an explored area for her to be in, but she still dived in, and now it has become her passion to help moms so they can no longer suffer in silence. Aisha, thank you so much for being with us today, and welcome to the Arise to Success Show. How are you doing today, Aisha?
1: Wa alaikum as-salam. Alhamdulillah. I'm fine. I hope you're fine too. Thank you so much for inviting me to your show. And it's Aisha Naimur Rahman. Just a correction, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Oh, sorry. Aisha Nadeemur Rahman, yeah?
0: Naimur Rahman. Oh, Naim. Oh, apologies. Naimur Rahman. I'm going to just correct it here so I don't make the same mistake again. So, apologies for that. Thank you for the correction.
1: Thank sure. again,
0: for being with us and accepting the invite. So, actually, if we start with, if you can tell us more about you and your journey into physiotherapy.
1: Uh, that's a very interesting question, actually. Um, to start with, I mean, um, I would say physiotherapy chose me rather than me choosing the profession. Interesting. And, and you would ask, how so? So, mm-hmm. basically, um, I uh, had never, ever dreamt of becoming a physio. I actually wanted to become a cardiothoracic surgeon. Mm. Um, uh, But there were many, at that time, there were many uh, new fields coming up uh, in the healthcare industry. And um, so I did hear physiotherapy first uh, in my my AS levels. And Mm. then... um, I looked into it, and my mom was also interested. So uh, we, we we researched, and then and there was this uh, university that uh, was offering um, this course, and it was in Ajman, United Arab Emirates. Okay. So... Uh, I went there with my documents. My mom was there with me. She's always been my, uh, you know, very good moral supporter. So uh, I went there with my documents, with all the papers, and I just submitted. And I didn't ever expect it that it would be accepted so soon. And I had an interview the same day. Oh, wow. Yes. And I was enrolled. And voila, you see, I'm here 10 years later. (laughs) MashaAllah! Sometimes, you know, when
0: things happen like this, you know, it's the will of Allah, isn't it? Mashallah.
1: That is true. That is true. It was meant for me. Yeah. I mean, even even after, you know, what do you call it? Uh, after researching, you know, you still have to do what you're supposed to do. Being a Muslim, like, you know, doing istikhara, doing dua, yes. that, you know, because yes. no one knows what future holds.
0: So, Yeah. Absolutely, MashaAllah. Great. So the the profession chose you; you didn't choose it. And then what happened after that? When you started practicing, I believe you started practicing in Dubai, right? Yes. Uh huh.
1: So um, what have so my practices were fine. I mean, it was uh, pretty good. But the only thing is that uh, when you're practicing your um, profession, and especially when you are an employee. Mm. Uh, you have to make an effort in you know upgrading your skills upgrading your uh, your your you know the latest skills in the market you have to get those certifications attend mm. those workshops uh, otherwise you'll feel very uh, stagnant in mm. your profession yes. so you have to uh, make that uh, effort to grow. Mm. And and here I would really want to you know what I call it um, thank my uh, university uh, for giving or equip me you know giving me the best of the skills that I required uh, Mm -hmm. in my profession. I still remember and it's you know it still rings in my ears when I was doing my uh, giving my uh, final professional exams my uh, neuro teacher the one that uh, taught us neuro physiotherapy mm. she 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 wrote that you are going to be a star physio one day oh. at that time it never clicked to me that you know maybe she's just saying out of courtesy or whatever but probably she did see something in me i guess so yeah. but physio as a profession is pretty decent over there um, in dubai uh, but the only thing is, as I mentioned, you have to, you know, make an effort to grow in your profession. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you made a really good point there where you said,
0: you know, when the teacher made that comment, subhanAllah, you know, sometimes it's such a small thing that can make a huge difference to someone's life. And that's, that's the power of, you know, um, saying good things and if you if you don't have something good or something negative to say better to keep it to yourself
1: <laughs> that is so true so true yeah it's yeah
0: 100 yeah. percent. a lot of people suffer um, because of that and it could be something for example as children something that is said to them that can either encourage them or really discourage them and that can affect their entire life so that was very powerful what you said there for sharing now in terms of being an msk physiotherapist could you tell us what that is and i cannot pronounce the actual words so i'll leave you to pronounce it it's a long word i just shortened it to the msk <laughs> so what it is,
1: what is it and what is it needed for so uh msk is basically the short form for musculoskeletal physiotherapy uh-huh. yeah? yeah so uh so okay, so in general, like if I were to tell you, okay, jihad, I am a physiotherapist. So mm. what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Something that's related to muscles, bones, right?
0: Yeah, yeah forms of exercise for the body and you exactly. know an injury. Like what I came to you for was an injury that I had and I was getting specific <laughs> exercises for it.
1: Yes. So so uh, physiotherapy by default, if somebody were to say that uh, that I'm a physiotherapist, though by default it comes into the mind, okay, it must be related to that, yeah. yeah. But if somebody says specifically that I'm an MSK physiotherapist, so broadly they either uh, they mean either of the two things mainly. One is that they are only uh, treating MSK conditions, or uh, they have uh done specialization in msk field okay. because you know physiotherapy uh in itself it it has many fields like i i'm, I'm I, I don't know if uh if it's you know if uh, uh people know about it but physiotherapy mm. is has many fields like it has uh for specialization so it has musculoskeletal it has neuro that deals with you know uh conditions like uh, parkinson's stroke you know um multiple sclerosis all this then we have peds physiotherapy pediatrics they 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 treat conditions uh, uh, uh like you know like for example um uh, conditions in a special needs children uh right. like cerebral palsy or you know the, the mm-hmm. likes of that then then there's a, a field called um women's health physiotherapy now that's another very broad um broad um, area where there are multiple other uh, specializations that can be done so for msk mm. physiotherapy, so if so if i were if i say that i'm a msk physiotherapy so i i what i mean is i treat conditions that are related to muscle bones and joints and nerves mm. Yeah. So why I said maybe over there, because now it's overlapping, you know, because uh, sometimes, not sometimes, main, mainly nerve conditions are treated by the neurophysiotherapists also, as well as it can be treated by the MSK physiotherapists as well. Okay.
0: Interesting. Okay. So you specialize in all of them, right?
1: No, no, no. Oh, no. I am as you can say, um, I'm, a, I'm a general physiotherapist, but I treat two um, of the areas. One is musculoskeletal conditions mm-hmm. and uh, women's health postnatal conditions. Okay. Interesting. So I'm just writing that down.
0: Okay. And um, I'm just wondering, what's the demand on those um, services that you're offering? Um, do you find that was demand based on, like, for example, I was coming because of an injury. Is there demand because of certain things um, that is going on in, 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 in you know, it, around, you know, with others or how is the demand? And is, is it specifically for women or is it, are you doing it for both men and women?
1: Demand? Um, no, uh, I, I deal both with the both uh, uh, genders, mm. male and female. Mm. Uh, and um, a variety of age groups come and get themselves treated and it's mostly uh musculoskeletal problems that they come there is now you know uh, awareness in, amongst the um mummies mm. to you know um get uh, sought help with uh problems that are, they are facing especially after giving birth mm. uh but not, not as much, the demand is not as much as musculoskeletal, right. as I say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay.
0: Right. And, and in terms of women specifically, your services for both men and women, right? But in terms of women specifically, what else do you help them with apart from, you know, the, um, those specific services? Are there anything else that is part of the uh, help that you provide to women or is it just mainly regarding those areas?
1: No, uh no no. Um so so the, the MSK physiotherapy, mm. which is musculoskeletal physiotherapy is for both male and female. So yeah. if 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 a female were to come with let's say a knee pain, obviously I would be treating her with a knee pain. Yeah. But then there's a specific conditions of women that can be only treated by, you know, uh, what do you call it? I mean, uh Broadly, a female physiotherapist, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, specific conditions that are related after um, giving birth. Mm-hmm. So, that was incontinence. You know, mm-hmm. many, uh, many of our sisters, uh, you know, have this problem of, you know, not able to, you know, um, yeah. hold themselves after, you know, laughing or sneezing. And this is very embarrassing for them, obviously. I mean... Yeah. It's it's very understandable. So this is where you know what we call it um, uh, physiotherapy can come and help in treating it. Oh, interesting! Yeah. How did I know that? So um, so we do a very detailed assessment from head to toe. Uh, you know, assessing all the functions of uh, mama mm-hmm. and um, checking uh, her. Muscles, her pelvic floor muscle strength, and then uh, accordingly, you know, what I could share, share it with the, with, the, with the mama and make explain to her what is going on, and then you know, uh, share the treatment details with her. And then, you know, what if we start with our uh, treatment? So, in that, what would include that if there is any musculoskeletal problem first, that is, you know, what I call it, uh, treated first. And then mm-hmm. after that, uh, we concentrate more on the pelvic floor muscle exercises. Now here, I would like to point out that m- most, of, most of the time, um, the pelvic floor exercises, or Kegels as we call it, um, is not done properly, mm-hmm. is, not, is, is, is actually done uh, in a wrong way, which can actually uh, make the problems worse. So it's very important that you get a guidance of a professional to you know guide you properly in doing the pelvic floor exercises mm-hmm. and the beauty of doing the pelvic floor exercises is when you do them you will uh, do them correctly you will find the di- difference um, fairly quickly mm. interesting
0: so for example, if somebody goes online and finds specific exercises, you wouldn't recommend for them to do it in the, by themselves unless they have that guidance from a professional, right?
1: Yes, this is what I would say. Uh, I mean, they they do explain, um, I mean, okay-ish. They do explain fairly good, maybe. I I yeah. have not seen any of the videos, but... They might be good in what they're explaining, but then when it comes to practicality, you need that guidance. You need someone yeah. to see you and yeah. correct you where you're going wrong. Yeah, yeah.
0: That actually reminds me. remember when I came for a few sessions and he gave me some exercise and I've sent you a video where I was like, am I doing it right? You're like, no, nope, don't do it like that.
1: <laughs> so yes.
0: that's, that actually reminds me because that can actually make the problem worse if we're doing the exercise yeah. wrong,
1: right? yeah. yeah
0: yeah so it's quite important for that okay so here we're sending a recommendation out there to the listeners here is that if there is specific you know problems that you have with muscles bones joints nerves firstly is to check it with the gp right not to leave it because yeah yeah because what i've noticed with a lot of people is that they leave it leave it leave it and it starts to get worse so to check with the gp if the gp recommends for example physio and i know we with this physio, there's a long waiting list, and that's why I came to to yourself, Aisha.
1: <laughs> um,
0: and then to make sure that you whatever exercises the physio sets for them is to actually check that they are doing it correctly, so that it doesn't make the problem worse, right? Yes, brilliant okay excellent alhamdulillah so um in terms of the um the physiotherapy because i'm wondering here because you said that you practiced in dubai and then you practised here in the uk as well is it quite similar between the two countries is all physiotherapy same worldwide does it differ from country to country depending on for example what the majority of the people experience as problems with their buddies in that country how does it work Actually, actually, sorry. Before we answer that question, let me just remind our dear listeners, just in case anybody joined us a bit later, is that we have Aisha on the show with us today, who is a passionate mom of two and a physiotherapist by profession. She runs an MSK and Women's Health Health Pelvic Floor Clinic in Luton. Aisha has eight years of experience in her in her field as an MSK physiotherapist, in which five of them were in Dubai. So, dear listeners, if you have any specific The questions for Aisha. I know this um, topic is quite an interesting one and a lot of us do suffer from body aches, body issues, injuries and so on. So this is a good chance for you to ask um, Aisha and you can send those comments or sorry those questions on 0779 481822. Feel free to send your comments as well. Aisha sorry back to yourself. So yes in terms of does physiotherapy differ from one place to another? um, Yeah. Yeah tell me a bit more about that.
1: Definitely, uh, there is a difference um, from what I've seen um, and what I've experienced. So, so I've, I've worked in, in in private setting in Dubai um, for five years, and what I've seen when what I've um, experienced is there is an over um, reliance on the machines, mm-hmm. and exercises like, um, you know, okay, if, if they have time, then, you know, they'll be able to do it, but otherwise, no, it's the machine, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and here, uh, what I've... Here, I can't uh, say certainly. The reason is because I've not worked in any of the, you know, private or government uh, sector, but from what I've heard is the, you know there's always massages, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's an over-reliance of, of hand um, skills here. Yeah. So um, for me, um, I personally believe that it's supposed to be a balance between the two. Yeah. And rather than over-relying on something. And then always, obviously, um, tailor make it according to the patient's conditions needs mm. um and don't just you know what do you call it uh, follow as we say follow the book you know because yeah. practical is different than than uh, theoretical yeah and, and then in terms of conditions um so here, there's more of uh, mechanical issues, <laughs> mm. sounds <I'm> very <laughs> garage type, but yeah, many mechanical issues uh, that I've seen here, and very chronic issues that I've seen here and treated. Uh, mm. Back in Dubai, um, uh, it's more of you know what we say, disc related issues or lifestyle related issues, basically. Right. right. So. So this is the main difference that I found um, in patients between here and there.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's quite interesting. So, say for example, somebody because I hear that quite a lot in the Arab world, for instance, when somebody is, you know, have a severe injury, severe um, illness, or something, they tend to go abroad, like come to Europe, for example, for treatment. So, I'm just thinking here, how does it work in, the, in that sense if? They 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 focus on certain things in one country. They focus on other things in a different country. Is it recommended for somebody to go out of the country when they have something chronic or something that is not so common in the country? Tell me a bit more about that, because I always hear that where oh you know somebody's really un- unwell or like previous um, students um, in the Middle East, their grandparents are unwell, they bring them to Europe to get treated. How does it work? Does is it better to stay and get treated in the same country or to go out of the country since you have experience in both countries? That
1: uh, really depends, actually. If let's suppose if, if somebody has a chronic um, condition mm. and if the facilities over there are not sufficient enough to to treat that condition, then probably it'll be yeah it'll be the best idea to you know to move. To, to another country for your health sake, and you know, to get yourself treated. Mm. Um, I mean, this is what I can say because um, our our my main work was mostly in the OPD area, which is the outpatient department. Mm. So, this, so this is the, uh, what you've asked is actually related to inpatients, where people are hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one the opds are basically they they come get themselves treated and go mm. so so that's why uh, i mean i have i don't have much experience in that um uh, yeah. particular area so can't say much about it but that's what makes sense you know if, if it's not available then go to mm-hmm. others. yeah yeah, because I found it quite interesting, because once
0: I, I had a surgery when I was um, um, living abroad, and the hospital services was amazing. I felt like I was in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why do people leave the country to come, you know, to come to the UK, for example, and get treatment when they can get, like, an amazing service there?
1: <laughs> that is true. Um, uh, the healthcare service is actually very commendable over there, um, mm. like in the Middle East, and very competitive, very state of the art, uh, mm. experience you'll find, yeah, in every hospital, yeah. Be it government, government, government hospitals are on the lead, uh, and then, uh, you there comes private hospitals and private medical centers, yes, it's very good, yeah, yes,
0: yes. That's why I find it quite surprising when people say, Oh, you know, getting out the country for treatment, it's like, Shh. you know, you get really amazing service where you live. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, quite interesting. So we've got a few minutes before the break, so I'm just going to um, remind our dear listeners just again quickly that we have Aisha with us on the show today, who's a passionate mom of two and a physiotherapist by profession. She runs an MSK and Women's Health Pelvic Floor Clinic in Luton, and she has eight experience in the field as an MSK physiotherapist in which five of them were in Dubai. Dear listeners, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free free to send them on 0779 481822 actually a quick question before we go for the break in terms of and i tend to ask moms that question quite a lot in terms of how do you balance work
1: life with family Uh life yeah (laughs) well you know the simple answer is that um literally if i didn't had my husband's support uh, in this then it would have been really chaotic Mm. So that, uh, you know, what I got partnership is needed and that cooperation is needed in balancing both work life and um, home life. Because both of them are demanding.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, What I found quite interesting as well, and a lot of um, when I ask this question to a lot of uh, moms, they say there's no such a thing as balance. It's about juggling, you know, kind of like trying to work on and manage the two lifestyles but it's not it's not a balance and i was like okay that's quite interesting and you made a really good good point there in terms of that support system from the family from the spouse from families where yeah. it's a teamwork it's and even for children they learn that unity and that support in terms of supporting one another
1: that's true that's true it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it is a it is a juggle i mean you have to literally be ready for any ball to come now you know yeah yeah <laughs> So it is like that. Say that again, sorry. So it is. It is actually a juggle. You have to be yeah. ready every time with your reflexes. Any ball to you know come and hit your head. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah.
0: So always to be prepared. Mashallah. Yeah. It's rewarding, Mashallah, as well. At the same time, yeah. I remember the, all the kind of things that you used to tell me about your children and Mashallah how they. One of them used to try and and and, comp- and do public
1: speaking, right? Yes. Eight-year-old. Yeah. Is, is yes, he nice an eight-year-old? Man. Yeah, yeah he's got a voice and he's got that uh courage so obviously why not go into public speaking yeah yeah and absolutely then, and then the little one uh she's just uh, she's just a madam what can i say <laughs> And I love how supportive you are as
0: well in terms of what they like and what they do. But we'll talk a little bit more about it, inshallah, after the break because we've got a few seconds, inshallah, to go for the break. So, dear listeners, this is Inspire FM Luton on 105.1. Inshallah, we'll be going for a sh- very short break. So, please do stay tuned. And just to remind you, just in case, you know, um, for you to prepare questions or any comments during the break is that we have Aisha on the show with us today who's a passionate mom of two and a physiotherapist by profession. She runs an MSK and women's health program public health pelvic floor clinic in Luton she has 80 years experience in the field as an MSK physiotherapist in which five of them were in Dubai so inshallah dear listeners stay tuned we'll begin for a very short break and inshallah we'll come back see you shortly assalamu alaikum this is Atif Nawaz listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on apple Podcasts or spotify Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome back to the Rise to Success Show. Just a reminder, we have Aisha Naeemur Rahman with us today, who is a passionate mom of two and a physiotherapist by profession. She runs an MSK and Women's Health Pelvic Floor Clinic in Luton. Aisha has eight years of experience in her field as an MSK physiotherapist, in which five of them were in Dubai. Aisha became interested in Women's Health Pelvic Floor Physiotherapy Rehab after she became a mom herself. It was still an unexplored area for her to be in, but she still dived in, and now it has become her passion to help moms so they can no longer suffer in silence. Dear listeners, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send them an 0779-481822. So Aisha, just reading the uh, l- a little bit more about you in your bio, where it said that you with um, were uh, you interested in women's health, pelvic floor physiotherapy, rehab. What is pelvic floor physiotherapy rehab? Is it the same as all that we've been talking about in terms of physiotherapy, or is it something different?
1: It is um, what we've talked about, but it is okay. more than that um, mm-hmm. because. Um, so, I um, what I can say is because it's a very you know. Uh, unexplored area, as in it requires more exploration, more research, more, you know, more intensive research. Like there are researches, you know, in the MSK field, Mm. I hope, and, you know, I'm, you know, I really want... lot of research is uh, to come up in this area as well. So Mm -hmm. so pelvic floor rehab, basically what it means in simple terms is bringing back the pelvic floor uh, to its original function, what it's supposed to do, uh, as well as, you know, reduce the symptoms that um, mom might be having.
0: Right. Okay. And is that in general or after giving birth or after having children for instance or at what stage would that be needed
1: um this is a very interesting question actually it's very difficult to say um this the reason why i'm saying this is because uh, um women of um all ages Mm. be her being married her being mom or not do sometimes experience certain symptoms that are not pertaining to, you know, especially specifically after birth. Mm. So uh, the the reason why I've mentioned after birth is because um, many of the symptoms are very uh, apparent after the birth, because right. now how the birthing goes, how the whole journey is, it, that really decides the health of the pelvic floor mm. so if, if 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 some uh women a woman had a traumatic birth experience mm. or a very long labor or you know any of these um, um situations they would be you know they might be suffering from some sort of um, pelvic floor issues. Mm. So this is what, you know, specifically what I mean by postnatal um, pelvic floor rehab.
0: Right. Right. Interesting. Okay. Would you recommend it for all women after giving birth or just, for example, if it was a traumatic
1: one, if it was a difficult one? No. No. Well, generally, all women after birth ideally should get themselves assessed. Mm. It's it's the same as, you know, um, when you go for a very long drive. Mm. And then when you come back, ideally, you're supposed to check if your car is working properly or not. Yeah, (laughs) Get the oil changed, get, you know, get the air in the tire and everything. So it's the same thing. So it's it's a whole journey. Pregnancy is a whole journey. Yeah. Okay. So it's a whole journey. So uh, from from the time of conception till the time of delivery, it all adds up. So it's it's best. Ideally, it's very good to get yourself checked up to see if everything is working as it's supposed to be.
0: And is that something that GPS tend to kind of follow up with moms to do, or is something that moms have to kind of go out of the way to make sure that they actually check it?
1: I think uh, is mom that have to make an effort because what I remember in um, I can give you the example of myself when I I gave birth to my daughter uh, mm-hmm. and after you know. Uh, they have that six weeks postnatal checkup, right? Yeah. So it's basically it was a checkup of the baby, mm. uh, not more of a mom, right? Mm. So, and I'm guessing this might be the case with probably with most of the moms. So mother themselves have to make an effort to see and get themselves assessed uh to to see everything is working properly before you know what you call it any problem comes up and then you know yeah. it becomes a bigger issue yeah
0: yeah so it's so a recommendation here for all moms to kind of keep an eye on their health to yes. check it to make sure yeah so it's not, not not to scare anybody but just to make sure that they everything is fine yes. so that if there is something can get treated earlier on rather than it's being left until it becomes a bigger problem yes so that's great now in terms of yourself you became more interested in this area after you become a become a mom tell us a bit more about that yeah.
1: that's very interesting why because um when i became mom myself right mm. obviously as a profession as a professional you do tend to you know uh think more deeply into your muscular structure and all that kind of thing um that really, you know, what I call it, made intrigued me. You know, to, I mean, go ahead and do some uh, certifications, some workshops into, you know, uh, getting this um, skill. Yes. So I did my first of my certification. It was actually a a, a very good workshop organized uh, by uh, a Physio Seminar in in Dubai. Mm-hmm. The the professor came all the way from Australia, mm-hmm. Perth University, uh, Perth Curtin University. Yeah, she really, you know, um, showed us uh, how to assess, uh, specifically in terms of you know, urinary incontinences and how to avoid um, um, chronic UTIs that women get, mm-hmm. especially at a later stage. So that was. Done. After that, it became sort of, you know, uh, dusted because I didn't get to practice it. Then when I came here, I did another certification of mummy MOT assessment. Uh, That gave really an enlightenment on how to do practically. And after doing that, I literally, there was that burning passion inside me, you know, to you know, help our moms as much as possible, especially in our community where mm. um, it's hushed upon because obviously it's it's embarrassing there's probably no awareness if there's any help out there or not mm. uh, in the beginning I, you know, did try to spread the awareness and alhamdulillah I mean after that I did not, uh, you know I was busy in the clinic and you know, with my patients so I did not then, um uh, um, paid much, much attention to spreading the awareness but alhamdulillah as the years are passing by i'm seeing an increase in women's health uh, patients moms coming themselves they mm-hmm. concerned for themselves and um you know and it is my duty as a professional to you know first make them relaxed make them you know feel uh, comfortable and then you know what i call it go through the assessment with them uh, answer all their concerns all their you know worries uh literally i've, I've had some patients come and they literally they, they've been holding that so much of concern for so many years that wow. they come here and they start crying you know wow. so yes so yeah so to all moms out there, you really hold a special place in my heart. Oh. So, um, so yes, so, so this is what um, is done and this is what um, mm. I... yeah.
0: So moms who are listening to us now and if they haven't done that before, what's the first step? Do they go to a physio straight away? Do they consult with their GP first? What are the steps?
1: So if they are... Uh, what do you call it? They are... Um, having some problems mm. yeah. um, they can they can either discuss this with the gp or they can give um give a call to any of uh, uh, any physiotherapists Let, let's just assuming okay just uh, if they give a call to us
0: yeah mm. so
1: i do take a time um to you know explain to them to you know if they need some sort of a guidance or if, you know, we are able to help, then, you know, obviously I tell them, yeah, we are able to help in this. So this is what they can do. So two ways they can go for, you know, either discuss with the GP or they can just give us a call and, you know, mm-hmm. discuss their situation.
0: And if it's a service that you don't offer, um, if they, for example, contacted you, do you yeah. kind of do referrals or, or ask them to go back to their GP? What, because I, I just want to make sure that the dealers yeah. who they have the phone ...information so that they know what steps they take in order to make sure that they check the health and so on. So if it's a service that is not offered, do they usually refer them to other services? Do they give them knowledge or information or educate them on where they can go to get that service?
1: So if, if it's a service that is not offered uh, by our clinic or by myself, uh, so yes, it's they are guided properly. They're given uh, sufficient information, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh they're, they're guided uh properly like l- let me just give you an example like i do sometimes get calls for uh, any neuro neurophysiotherapy right so obviously yeah. um then you know a guidance guidance is given to them that not any physio you, you need a neuro physio a physiotherapist that specializes in in neuro would be best for you to go to yeah so then or oh, the next question is, do you know anybody? Now, uh, if we do know anybody, we do, we're going to give the contact details. But if we do not know, then unfortunately, Google is the best way to find out. Yeah, or
0: going a- back to the GP as well. Wasn't yeah.
1: it? Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because th- that was quite similar for me as well when I came to yourself and we've done a few physio th- sessions and then you referred me for an ultrasound. Yeah. Um, so you have kind of had that you know some sometimes they do have contacts in order to yes. be there yes um so just to reassure the dealers listeners is that help is there, is available. And if the services is not offered by somebody, if they have information, they'll be able to educate you where you can get the service. Otherwise, you know, you have that um, going back to the GP to ask them as well. But I think the first step is to actually make sure that we act upon it as well to make sure that we help ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering as well here in terms of mums who've had, for example, several, several children and they – you know, the health they don't they're not suffering from anything. Would you still recommend for them to have at least a checkup just to make sure that they are okay and nothing and to prevent from anything happening later?
1: Um It is actually um again ideal to get yourself checked even if she's not having any symptoms. The reason uh why I'm saying is just because you're not having a symptom doesn't mean that yeah. It might, it's not there. It's not non-existing. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I'm not scaring anybody it's, here. I'm just, I'm just uh, trying to um, highlight the fact that, yeah. Especially in the in the mom's case, because this is what I tell all moms that if mom is healthy, the whole household is healthy. Absolutely. So if. Uh, it's it's ideal that if you can take out some time for yourself and get yourself from head to toe checked, okay, and then, uh, you know, and if there is any problem coming up and then, you know, treating it then and there, it's going to save a lot of time of yours, a lot of money of yours. Yes. In your best interest. Yes. Again, here, I'm not scaring anybody, but yeah. it's just a fact that I wanted to highlight. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And you made a really good point because like subhanAllah with the mum, it makes a huge difference. Even when they're not present in the house, it's like something is missing, something is not normal. Um, So I always tend to say that is that because... A lot of females, they kind of prioritise everyone else. I'm not saying males don't, but it tends to be quite a lot in in females where they prioritise everyone else, their children, and everyone else in the family but themselves. So in here, we say that when it comes to health, please do prioritise yourself first because when you are unwell, then you're not able to look after everyone else. So even if you find it difficult to do it for yourself, do it for those around you. Taking care of the health is a priority to make sure and it's something that Allah will question us about, our health. How did you know we look after it? So it's an obligation upon us to take care of ourselves, to take care of our health. And as Aisha said, when it's not it's not to scare people out there, but just to kind of make sure that you're okay, to prevent anything from happening, you're in a better position to take care of those around to take care of those around you as well. What are your thoughts on that, Aisha? Do you agree?
1: I agree completely because uh, see, in, it's in a it's in a mom's nature, okay, and it's not just uh, related to particular ethnicity or particular race or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in a mom's nature to put everyone else before her own self, and that is in her nature. You cannot, you know, argue with that. But mm-hmm. in doing so, do not neglect your own health at the same time. Mm-hmm. And this is this especially goes out to moms who are actually who are actually in some sort of a pain or some suffering any sort yet yeah, yeah. that you have to you know what you call it don't just ignore it yeah. and go through all the day and you know maybe yes. look into it deeper maybe there's something else going on yes so, yes
0: yeah. absolutely, absolutely I'm just going to remind our dear listeners that we have Aisha with us on the show today who is a passionate mum of two and a physiotherapist by profession. She runs an MSK and Women's Health Pelvic Floor Clinic in Luton and she has eight years of experience, mashallah, in her field as an MSK physiotherapist in which five of them were in Dubai. Dear listeners, it is a very interesting topic so please feel free to send you questions where Aisha can um, give advice or comment on them on 779 Plus Seven Nine Four Eight One Eight Double Two so Aisha coming to talk a little bit more about you in terms of how do you being you know having being a physiotherapist by profession how do you take care of your own physical health as well (laughs) (laughs) so that it can send a message out there to others that we can do these things on for example daily basis weekly basis in order for us to take care of our health for instance certain exercise I don't know. Maybe some people say water intake, exercise, movement. Yeah. So, what what would you recommend, or what do you do as Aisha in terms of taking care of your physical health?
1: <laughs> so, um, see, um, it is very important, especially for me, being a physio and being in this profession, that I have to keep myself fit. Yes. And, um, uh, it, I mean. I do try to you know be active and at least you know get, have those certain steps per day yeah. if not then some exercises per day i mean um i mean, we've got very um talented and very up and running Uh, Sister Hasina running Pink Diamond, she is really, you know, um, a big motivator in you know, get yourself, you know, (laughs) get yourself up and running. Uh, So I do uh, attend her fitness uh, um, class as well and um, keeping myself fit. Yes. You know, as the saying goes, if you want the world to heed, put the creed in your deed. So if you're yourself, you, you're not fit and healthy, mm. then whatever you're saying uh, is not going to work because it's showing the opposite. Yes. So it is very important, especially for the women and for the moms, again, mm. to have some sort of a physical activity, be it just a leisure walk, um you know with your spouse or with your kids um and leisure walk of 15 or 20 minutes just keep yourself you know active
0: yep. is
1: the key you know is the key because if you cannot find yourself time now for your fitness yeah uh, for your physical activity definitely sometime uh any illnesses can come and they can you know find time for you
0: yes absolutely cool. I like the way you said it there. Absolutely. And by the way, we mentioned Hasina's classes, and, mashallah, she says that you're very good as well, <laughs> <My God. laughs> Um In terms of what if we don't make time for our physique? I know you said that illnesses will make time for us. What happens in our bodies
1: if we don't exercise? Oh, if If you are not exercising or if you're not keeping yourself fit mm. um, or having some sort of a sedentary lifestyle so your muscles <clears throat> basically your body okay mm. it works on an overload principle so your muscles they tend to become lazy yeah you your core muscles they tend to become very lazy you start um, accumulating those calories uh, excessive calories as fats mm. okay mm. and then obviously uh when the weight gain is there there is a lot of pressure on the joints a lot of pressure not just the in knees but the back you'll have back aches because you you know you're not keeping yourself mobile mm. you, know? mm. you are not keeping yourself uh flexible enough for that you know um for that renewal of nutrients in the joints to happen mm, mm. especially in this cold country where yeah. it's very important that you keep yourself mobile you keep yourself physically fit so that you know uh, you don't end up with general body aches general joint aches mm. uh, so a lot of a lot of health issues come up it's not just this um, you know so it's very important can't emphasize enough on this. You have to, you know, take out time for yourself. It's your body's huck on you. You have to. Yeah. No. (laughs) I mean if I can if I can put it this way, you have no other choice. (laughs) (laughs) I love that.
0: So when when oh the gospel there was a question in my mind. Now was gone from my mind. Um okay so commenting on what you've mentioned here in terms of movement is very important is it the same thing as you said specifically for moms Does the exercise or the um how regular it is differ from being single being a mom being pregnant what would you recommend for the various for the different types uh
1: okay so um the because see now the main point here is as you're aging your basal metabolic uh, rate is also decreasing yes okay mm. um so your energy level when you were when you were young was different and when yeah. you are you know let's let's suppose when you are married it's different yes and, and then when you become a mom is different mm So you have to exercise to the point that it challenges your heart, but at the same time, it doesn't, um, you know, go more than a certain limit. Like it raises the heart, but then again, it's not too much for you.
0: Yeah.
1: So listen to your body, basically. Basically, that's the main crux of everything. Listen to your body.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So to get exercise, because when you mentioned that as well, it reminded me of some young people um, who are super scared of putting on weights. They over, over, over exercise. So mm-hmm. a balance is always good. So not to go mm-hmm. too extreme and not to neglect it completely.
1: Yes, you yes, exactly. Too much excess. See, excess of everything, as my mom always used to say, excess of everything is bad. Yes. So you have to balance it out. You have to... You don't don't uh, get scared of you know putting on that weight or whatever see when you exercise you actually build more muscles okay mm-hmm. and and then what happens is when you're eating your muscle is burning those calories for you without you work even you know not working out mm. so you have to balance it with um uh, well enough exercise well enough Mm -hmm. balanced diet Mm -hmm. and well enough balanced rest
0: absolutely absolutely like the rest there's something i need to say to myself (laughs) (laughs) okay that's excellent in less than a minute what would you advise others who are listening to us to start from today to start looking after their physical health health to for both if they're having any difficulties or to even prevent From any challenges happening we talked about the exercise and nutrition is that something that we can start from today we don't have to wait until tomorrow and what can we do from today
1: definitely you can start from now start if you haven't been exercising Mm -hmm. you can start uh 10 minutes a day okay Mm -hmm. start with just 10 minutes walk brisk walk a day okay and then uh each week when it becomes easier for you add five minutes to that Mm -hmm. okay then once you feel even more energetic then you can probably start more um drastic uh, cardio work workout again listen to your body yes yeah so it's something that you can start from now Mm -hmm. you should be starting from now if you're not and Mm -hmm. also obviously uh cut down on um on your carbs most of our fats is coming from carbs not just from the fats itself so Mm -hmm. just portion out your 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 food whatever food you have portion it out and have lots of you know what it got salad with it lots of uh water
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, yeah and also one more important thing i want to add here is in five seconds okay if you do have any sort of a problem okay do not just ignore you seek out help first even if it is for uh, a day
0: thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.